welcome home. This is Audio EXP for the 1st of February 2020, and the title of this episode is Angels of Death. I think this is the first time that Audio EXP has landed on the 1st of the month. It tends to be a busy day at Geek Native, as I have to roll over the Patreon. Let me tell you how that works. First, I have to conclude the poll for the RPG Publisher Spotlight. Patrons get to vote for a publisher that will get extra attention this month. And the winner this month is... Palladium Books. Gosh, that's the most prominent publisher to have won yet. I'm going to do my best to get in contact and see if they'll take part in a Q&A over email. I also have to pick new publishers for the upcoming month. Ideally, people would be suggesting publishers for consideration, and so I'll investigate building a submission form for that, I think. Usually, I work with DriveThruRPG's latest product RSS feed and work from the most recent down. That's an acceptable way to only pick publishers who are still active and who therefore might appreciate the spotlight more. Today, though, there's a technical error on that feed, and it's blank. It seems like a good reason to bite the bullet and pick this month's publishers exclusively from itch.io. I'm picking these by going to the physical game section, the role-playing filter, and ordering by most recent. That gives us the following five candidates. The role-play blog, Josh G, Pretendo, S-Celebrity, Two-Head Turtle. So, as a reminder, you need to be a patron to vote, and you'll find the poll with those publishers on the Patreon page. The uh, Geek Native Patron this month got a light reorganisation. I've turned the things you get from a paragraph into a bullet point list. I've also added a new high tier. Why? Well, I want to get more value from the Geek Native Gift Programme. The goal of the Patreon is to support the community. If I have a $5 tier then I can buy $5 indie RPGs or supplements from people and then hand them out to backers. Well, that's the plan. I don't really want to turn into Groupons for RPGs, so we'll test and learn. Right, let's get on with the highlights of the week from Geek Native, RPG News and Nerd Culture. Games Workshop gave us a teaser of their Angels of Death animated show. I'm pretty excited by Warhammer Media right now. I want this animation to be readily available. Netflix, I'm looking at you. I want the the 4K Inquisitor series to be kick-ass, and I think it has every chance to be so. An animation series that you can get out right now is David James Armsbury's Autodell sequence. Geek Native posted Don't Feed the Freaks this week, and that's a one-off and also a mid-series standalone. The whole collection speaks of a dystopian society ruled by robots, and you're left to figure out what's going on. It's absolutely worth your time. Not everything gets animated, though. Netflix announced the big show going the other way. One Piece is getting a live-action series. You've probably heard of One Piece. It's the biggest-selling manga of all time, and a hugely popular anime. It's been unchallenged, even by the likes of Bleach and Naruto, for years. But recently, Demon Hunter has started to nip at its heels. There are little details about the Netflix live-action, except Tomorrow Studios are involved, and they're already working on the live-action of Cowboy Bebop. The One Piece creator, Ichiro Oda, is also included. Another show, this time with Amazon winning the bidding war, is Fear Agent. 
Seth Rogen of Preacher and the Boys has moved on to a new project with Dark Horse's sci-fi about the last fear agent as battle with booze and to get his ex-wife back. Sound like a pulp adventure to you? As it happens, Pinnacle Entertainment does have a Savage World game and they've launched a 10% sale to capitalise on this attention. On the note of capitalising for attention, (laughs) there are two Critical Role books this week. The first is Matt Mercer's 2020 update of the Bloodhunter class. The Bloodhunter was the first class Mercer ever made, and it's apparent he didn't think much of it. Of course, that's with the benefit of time and experience. He had to create it at short notice and do so for a Hollywood movie. That's right, the Bloodhunter was created for a D&D stream with Vin Diesel and to help market the movie The Last Witch Hunter. Mercer has explained that he was only shown the trailer, so hard, hardly any information on which to make the class. Since then, he's had loads of input from fans. <laughs> you can just imagine, right, all those unsolicited comments, and he's revised it several times. This new version can be bought for $8 from the DMs Guild. And if that sounds like a lot for a homebrew class, then the good news is all the money raised is going to support charity efforts for the ongoing bushfires in Australia. Yeah, they're still burning. The other critical role book from the publishing giant Penguin Random House is called The World of Critical Role. It's written by Liz Marsham and the Critical Role cast, and you can pre-order it already, and it's due out this year. I'm sure it'll do well. Penguin Random House, by the way, is a publisher created by the merger of Random House and Penguin, I think it's a shame that they weren't brave enough to call the new company Random Penguin. Another boring name is Archetype Entertainment. My hope, though, is Archetype is far from boring in practice. They are one of Wizards of the Coast computer game companies. A chap called James Olin heads it up, and he is ex-Bioware, and he was involved in Odyssey of the Dragon Lords, which is a 5e setting come adventure that raised nearly half a million on Kickstarter. I have a copy beside me, and I'll try and do a spoiler-free review later. Unlike the Watsy-owned Took, Archetype will not be working on a D&D game. Their website revealed that they are working on a story-driven and diversity-friendly sci-fi RPG. That's pretty interesting. After all, Olin has worked on Knights of the Old Republic and Mass Effect. Archetype wasn't the only computer games news that Wizards of the Coast had this week. They also announced a million dollars for Twitch and Magic the Gathering. It's called the Greenlight Fund. Nothing to do with with Steam's Greenlight. Instead, if you have an idea of how you can grow your Magic the Gathering Twitch community, then you can pitch that idea to Watsy, and if they like it, they will find some of that money for you. Part of the process is a deal struck with Stream Elements. Stream Elements is one of those services that puts an overlay onto your Twitch broadcast managers, donations, events, and that sort of thing. So soon you'll be able to apply to join the system if you're a Magic the Gathering streamer, and then once in, you'll be given missions, each designed to entertain your viewers. And stream elements will monitor and see if you've been successful or not. So if you fancy a chunk of that million dollars watching has to pay Magic the Gathering streamers, then the first step is to getting into the stream elements program. Let's quickly throw some free goodies that might be of interest in before we wrap up the podcast. Paizio Publishing has produced a free-to-download web supplement for Lost Omens, Gods and Magic. 
this is a nice move from Pazio, not just because it's free, but because they're making good use of material that they had to cut from the final product because of space. This feels kind and efficient. You can download it from the Pazio website or in the show notes below or searching for Geek Native or UXP29. Another freebie is a very generous quick start to strange things afoot. This is a Kickstarter from the veteran game designer Al Seeger. In Strange Things Afoot, creepypasta, urban myths and memes come to life through the power of belief. And they're the baddies. If you're more in the mood for mainstream rather than indie, then how does Assassin's Creed sound? There's a few days left on the Titan Books and Geek Native competition to win a copy of the Assassin's Creed The Essential Guide. To win that hardback, you need to be in the US, the UK or Ireland, and you need to complete the mission in the widget and be picked at random. Well, what's the mission? Well, it's exploring whether assassins are cool anti-heroes or just murderers. Well, what do you think? Tell the widget and you might be the winner. The last freebie that I want to mention is a suit of animated armour that's full of bees. <laughs> yes, you heard me. Imagine that. The armour slowly creaks to life and stomps after the rogue who activated the magical defence. Bad goes to worse and as streams of angry bees start to emerge from the armour and zoom after the fleeing rogue. Well, the armour was created as a joke by the Twitter user Snicklesocks and it has gone viral since. Lastly, did you know Google launched a new search engine this week? It was one designed to find sets of data. So I used it to find tabletop role-playing data and found something pretty impressive. Programmer Pascal Martioni collated hundreds of RPGs into a timeline, and the result is a family tree of RPGs that he's made available as a PDF. That's handy as you can zoom into the detail if your software allows, and the raw data for the project is available on his GitHub if you want it. Well, with family trees and armor bees, I'm signing off for the week. Let's catch up soon.